0: what is going on everyone my name is andy welcome back to another fpl video in this one it's the game week 26 preview where i'm going to go through a bunch of your questions and give you my opinion and hopefully help you out where i can but there's a lot of kind of chip strategy questions and stuff like that which is a bit complicated without the information we're going to get next week but again i've tried to go through it as best i can if you enjoyed the video make sure to give it a like hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already and let's get into it all right let's start with a wild card question so it's definitely team dependent but what is the best time to wildcard and what FA Cup results would force you to wildcard in game week 27? Now, just on the first part of that question, it's impossible for me to sit here and tell you this specific game week is the best time to wildcard because everyone watching as said in the question has a slightly different team and that is going to make your chip strategy a little bit different. But there are key weeks that people are thinking about. So I guess I can quickly run through why they're considering those weeks and what the benefits are. Um, And it's also worth saying That by next week, before game week 27, we will know the FA Cup fifth round results. All the games for the fifth round will have been played by Wednesday evening. There's no replays or anything like that. And that is not going to tell us, or sorry, that's not going to give us all the answers for the rest of the season, but things will look a little clearer. We'll know who's blanking in 29, and that will give us an indication about who's going to double later on in the season. So that's worth bearing in mind. So weeks that people are thinking about. This week, game week 26, for people that have got a lot of players missing, lots of injuries and stuff like that, for my team, based on what Pep said about De Bruyne last night, I could have to make a minus 8 to get 11 players. I'm willing to take that hit to avoid having to wildcard because I want that information from the FA Cup next week. Had the FA Cup games be played this midweek, then I would probably be looking a bit more at wildcarding in game week 26. But for now, I just cannot do that. But you might be sat there with a ton of players missing like where you have to take minus 16s, minus 20s, in that case, you probably want a wildcard instead and just hope that the FA Cup results are kind because you do have information that three matches are definitely on in 29. You do also know which teams are doubling in 28, so you can prepare a pretty good wildcard. In terms of what would force me to wildcard in 27, outside of the usual stuff, which is players getting injured, suspended, and stuff like that, um, it probably would be the big teams... Going out of the FA Cup because essentially to double later on in the season, you need to blank before that. So, teams that blank in 29 and go through to the next round of the FA Cup, you know, if it's a team like Liverpool, or Man City, they will be then favourites to get through to the next round after that, and then they're quite likely to double in 37. So, later on, you might need chips to kind of deal with that. Um, but obviously, if Liverpool go out, all of a sudden they have. Forest away in 27, Man City at home in 28, which, okay, is not great as it looks right now because they're probably going to blank in 29. But if they went out, they then have Everton away in 29 itself, and then Brighton at home in 30, and then fairly good fixtures after that. We don't need to go into this in too much detail. But, yeah, Sheffield United at home in 31, Man United away in 32, Palace at home in 33. If Salah's fully fit and he's playing in 29 and there's another player or two that I want from Liverpool that might be enough plus other stuff going on to wildcard in 27. So that's why people are going to consider it because they're going to have that information for 29 and they can start working out who's going to double in 34 and 37. Outside of that, I think most some people might be looking at game week 28 itself because that's when, obviously, Bournemouth and Luton double. They can also plan for 29, etc. So that might be another week. Not too many people looking at that. Then you've got 30 and 31. That is essentially for people... They just want to get through blank game at 26, through the double in 28, through the blank in 29, and then not be left with what the mess of their team might look like. And teams like Spurs and Aston Villa, who play in 29, have good fixtures in 31. So some people might put it off until, sorry, have good fixtures in 30. So some people might put the wild card off until 31. It'll basically depend on what their teams look like. So that's another way to go is 30 or 31. to basically wild card out of the mess that's going on right now. And then some people, especially if they free hit in 29, might leave the wild card until much later, like game week 35, because that will let them set up for the bench boost in 37. Now, a lot of people will think that's way too long to wildcard, and obviously you only get four weeks out of the rest of the season. But if you can nail that bench boost and there's loads of injuries or players are starting to get rotated, and you get the ones that aren't, it might be enough. But it all depends on what's going to happen in game week 29. So for most people. I think if they don't go in 27, they're going to go in 30 or 31. But some people are going to go in 26, some people are going to go in 35. They are the main weeks that people are looking at. And in terms of FA Cup results that would force the wild card next week, it'd probably be some of the big teams going out because then you know they're not going to double later on and you can just get them in now while they've got more fixtures, essentially. I might have missed something because this stuff does get confusing, but I think that's as short an answer as I can give that hopefully covers most stuff so how many hits is too much for fielding a full start and 11 i'd say a lot of people are thinking about this for game week 26 the first thing i would say is try and get away from approaching this as if there's a limit to the amount of hits you can take because guess what everyone's team is different some people this week might need no hits minus fours minus eights etc there might be some people out there where it is reasonable to take a minus 16 or more in very specific situations so Stop thinking about it as though there's a limit to the amount you can take and start thinking, is this hit worth it? Because that's all that really matters. You know, is that transfer I'm making worth four points? And if it is, then you should look to take that hit. And some of that decision will come into what chips you've got as well, which I'll talk about in a minute. But as an example, right, or, or how I would be thinking about it this week, is the player that I'm taking out, one, either injured or not got a game this week, but also, not really that useful to me over the next coming weeks. Like, they're probably likely to blank in 29. They might not have their place back. Uh, the fixtures might not be good, all that kind of stuff. And is the player I'm bringing in a good option, not just for 26, but is it also going to benefit me over 27, 28, 29, etc.? So as an example, right, people might be looking to take out Jota and Richardson. Well, Jota's really easy, okay? No game this week, probably no game in 29, and he's out for months. So that player is worth taking a hit for if it gets you up to 11, you know, starting players. With Richarlison, it's a little bit more difficult because he doesn't have a game this week, but he definitely has one in 29. I personally think that he's going to keep his place in that first 11, and the fixtures are quite good as well. So it's a little bit trickier to take him out. The player you're bringing in would have to be much better over the next few weeks. And if it's someone like Huang or Neto from Wolves that a lot of people are looking at, you could make that case because they get to play Sheffield United at home this week, and the fixtures in 27 and 28 aren't awful but of course they may blank in 29. So there's a balancing act to be um, kind of made there. But that's broadly how I would think about it. Is this hit worth it? If it is, then do it, right? Whether that's a minus four or all the way up to minus 12s, minus 16s. Then you've got to think about what chips you have left. If you've used your wild card already, then I would say there's probably no limit to the amount of hits you should take as long as You know everything else applies that I've just spoken about. That the player you're taking out is not useful, and the one you're bringing in definitely is. If you've got your wild card, then maybe there probably is a limit because if you're starting to take, you know, minus 16s, minus 20s, the wild card can just cancel all that straight away. And yes, you might need hits in the future to, you know, get through blank game week 29, double game week 34, 37, etc. But those hits might not add up to the amount you're taking right now. So in theory. There's no limit for me. The hit is either worth it or not. But if you've got your wild card left, you know, once you start taking minus 16s, minus 20s, you've probably got to ask yourself, why am I avoiding the wild card, right? So I would start considering it at that point. Like for my team, I knew I was going to have to take a minus four this week at a minimum. I might now, I might not, let me get my words out. I might now have to take a minus eight, depending on other stuff, but hopefully it's not too much more than that. For me, That is more than reasonable to avoid using the wildcard and get more information next week. But if loads more players get injured, then I'm willing to hit the wildcard this week if I need to. So, what are the benefits of taking hits? And I guess using free transfers as well to plan ahead of blank game week 29 versus just using the free hit instead. Now, again, the answer to this question will become a lot clearer next week once we know which teams are definitely blanking in 29. But I appreciate that some people are having to make decisions in game week 26. Thinking ahead to 29. So, for example, if you're looking to bring in a new midfielder, maybe you've got Jota to replace, do you go for an Arsenal or Wolves one who might blank in 29, or do you go for someone from West Ham or Aston Villa who might not be quite so good in the short term, but definitely play in 29, so you know they've got a fixture later on? I'll try and answer this as simple as I can. With the free hit, you're trying to maximize your points over a number of game weeks. Too many people get fixated on the total points they get in the specific game week that they use the chip right so of course if you use the free hit in double game week 37 you are going to score more total points in that week than you would if you use the free hit in 29 but to a certain extent that doesn't really matter it's about the points you get over people that don't free hit that week and the points you can get outside so let me give you a couple of examples why someone might want a free hit in a blank even though the fixtures and players don't look that good right now so man city right they're a team we expect to go quite far into the fa cut they'll probably get to the final which means they've got a good chance of doubling in game week 37 so you would probably want two or three man city players on your free hit most people would well before that right in the run-up to double game week 37 they've got aston villa at home crystal palace away Luton at home spurs away forest away and wolves at home that's their fixtures from game week 31 to game week 36 So do you think people are going to be going without Man City players? Possibly because of rotation and stuff like that. But everyone's going to have Haaland if he's fit. And then maybe one or two other players. So if you free hit in 37 and get three Man City, you're not necessarily gaining an advantage. Because you will probably want two or three of them before that, right? Might be similar with Liverpool. I haven't checked the fixtures, so this, this could be wrong. But again, let's say they double in 37. Well, what fixtures do they have before? Sheffield United at home in 31, Man United away, Palace at home, Fulham away, West Ham away, Spurs at home. That's their fixtures before game week 37. If Salah's fully fit, are you going to go without him? Probably not. If Trent can get fit, is he going to be an option? Yes. So again, you're probably going to be free hitting in players that you want before that game week anyway. So you're not really getting a huge amount of additional benefit in 37. Now, of course, stuff can happen like you know Salah goes and gets injured those of us that don't have a free hit then have to spend transfers you don't have to worry about it because you can just free hit in someone else there might be rotation because the league's over you might be able to um, deal with that easier than someone that doesn't free hit but on the surface of it a lot of teams that will double in 37 you may want their players beforehand so there's not necessarily an increase in points over that period whereas in game week 29 and this is a decision that people are making this week you might benefit by using it in a free hit where the fixtures and the players aren't great, but you get better players outside of that. So if you don't have Saka right now, right, forget game week 29 for a second. If you're just looking at 26, 27, and 28, would you rather have Saka or Douglas Luiz? I think most people would say Saka. Would you rather have Saka or Jarrah Bone? You'd rather have Saka. So because you're potentially free hitting in 29, you don't need to worry about who's blanking that week. You just get Saka now. Maybe you get. I don't know an additional five or six points over the next three game weeks. That's just from one player, right? What if you need two midfielders this week? Do you go for Bowen or Louise, or do you go for Saka or Wang? I guess essentially, if you're not free hitting in 29, are you happy with what your team and your transfers will look like before that? If you are, then hold the free hit because it could be very handy in game week 34 or 37 later on in the season. But it might be that you get more points outside of 29 by using it that week. And don't underestimate having extra bodies, even if they're not that great, right? Let's say that no other fixtures were on, right? And every other team's going to blank. We just got the three we already know. And okay, having like Tony and Regan on and maybe a third Brentford player doesn't sound great. But you've got three Villa, you've got three Spurs. That's already six of your 11. You've only got to make another five up. Even if those other five, you know, didn't get any re- attack and returns that's still 10 points. Okay so someone that's got eight players and you've got 11 on your free hit plus a bench in case anything goes wrong that's six extra points just from appearances and then obviously outside of yellow cards etc. plus you hope they get some attack and returns suddenly you might be up 10 15 points that week plus you've been able to get better players outside of that. So that's why someone might free hit. Just quickly for I'm probably going to talk about this on team selection tomorrow. But I I wasn't against using the free hit in 29. But I'm more likely to use it now. A couple of reasons, right? One, and this is where it all went downhill, is Aston Villa beating Chelsea. because that Sorry, Chelsea beating Aston Villa because that meant that it was much more likely that my four players from Arsenal or Chelsea were blank. I was kind of counting on them being in. But also, I've sold Poirot, who's also injured now. He might not be back for 27. People might need to sell him. I also took the opportunity to get De Bruyne for the double in replace of Richarlison, which has gone horribly wrong, but it was a decision that I made, and all of a sudden, I've only got Ariola, Taylor, and Watkins that are definitely playing in 29. Now, by next week, that might be different, right? There might be a bunch of cup upsets, but I've got one transfer in 26, one in 27, one in 28, one in 29. That's four transfers, so that's another four players potentially playing in 29. Bearing in mind, I can't buy any Spurs players this week because they're blanking. That takes me up to seven without hits, and I'm willing to take a few hits to not use my free hit if I think it will work, but that also ignores the fact that there's a double in 28 where I'll probably want another one or two players from Bournemouth, maybe Luton as well. Like, one of my transfers has to be Solanke in, and he might not play in 29. So then we take it down to three transfers. That's six players to play in 29. I just don't know at this point whether I can get away with not free hitting. I've just got too many players... And it would also allow me to get Huang instead of someone like Douglas Louise this week. So, yeah, I don't I don't know if there's a way to make it a bit easier than that. But think about the total points, including the week you're using it, not just that specific week, because there's points to be uh, gained outside of that. And like Bournemouth, for example, if you commit to free hit 29, you could possibly triple up on them for uh, double game week 28, even if they're not playing in 29, because afterwards. It's not just before, it's also after the fixtures are pretty good, right? They've got from game week uh, yeah, from game week 30, it's Everton at home, Palace at home, Luton away. If I had to play Neto in goal and Solanke for those three fixtures, I wouldn't really care. And it's similar with Arsenal, right? If they blank in 29, that means they're almost certainly gonna double in 34. It's not a guarantee, but it could happen. And okay, Man City away in 30 is not great, you get Luton at home, Brighton away, Villa at home, possible double in 34. And before the blank, you've got Newcastle at home, Sheffield United away, Brentford at home. So by free hitting, you can keep hold of your two or three Arsenal players and not have to worry about it. So look, it's going to depend on how your team is set up. I hate to say it, but that is just so true. Those of you that have got three Villa players, Douglas Luiz, Powell Torres, Watkins, you've held on to Richarlison and Porro, and they're not going to hurt you this week. You're way ahead of someone like me. You might not need to use it in 29. You're going to have to look at your own team, make the decision from there. So, which Aston Villa midfielder do I prefer out of Leon Bailey and Douglas Luiz? And the answer to this question, like many questions in FPL, comes down to minutes expectations. How confident are you that they keep playing and keep getting good minutes from now until you don't need them anymore? And if we look at Aston Villa's fixtures, obviously part of the reason that people are considering them is because they play in 29. So you're going to want them for at least four game weeks. But if you're someone that's planning on wildcarding in game week 31, you're probably going to need them for game week 30 as well when they play Wolves at home. So four to five game weeks, do you expect them to keep playing and to keep getting good minutes? With Douglas Deweyze, we know he's going to play every single game. May he play a little bit deeper now that um, Kamara is out? Possibly. But you know he's always going to be on the pitch. He's going to take some set pieces and he's on penalties as well. None of that is likely to change, right? I think most people would agree. With Leon Bailey, he does seem to be first choice right now. His minutes have been okay. His starts have been alright as well. Not perfect like um Douglas Louise, but you wouldn't expect them to be. If we have a quick look here, he has started. I think it's let me just count three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Uh, out of the last 12 games, he has started. Ten of them, right? I should have checked that before I started recording. But he started 10 of the last 12. Minutes, mostly okay. But there are some games where he's come off in the 59th minute, 72nd, 63rd. So he's not someone that can guarantee you 80 to 90 minutes every week. And the other problem is, you know, if he has a, a couple of poor games, like in game week 26 and 27, could the RB come back in? It's a possibility. I'm not trying to scaremonger anyone. It's pretty clear right now that Leon Bailey is first choice. But there are more concerns about his minutes than Douglas Luiz and for me I just think when you're bringing someone in not just because of 29 but it's a big reason why you're looking at Aston Villa midfielders in four or five game weeks time you don't want to have to use another transfer to get rid of them like going into 29 if Bailey hasn't started the game before or the one before that you're going to be thinking to yourself do I risk it you probably would risk it and if he doesn't start it could just be another one point or something like that so I think for that reason I probably prefer Douglas Louise. But what I will say is, right, and uh, just checking this on Fantasy Football Hub, links in the description as normal. If you look at their underlying numbers for the season per 90, Leon Bailey, 0.25 non penalty expected girls per 90, 0.34 expected assists. That is much better than Douglas Louise, right? I've talked about Douglas Louise's underlying stats all season. They're not fantastic. 0.11 non penalty expected girls, 0.16 expected assists. So, if they were to both play 90 minutes in any game and there was no penalties, I would always bet my money on Leon Bailey getting returns ahead of Douglas Sweeze. That might not always work out because this is football and FPL, right? It doesn't always go as planned. But I do think when on the pitch, Leon Bailey is much more likely to get your return. But to go through with that and pick it and go for him, sorry, as an option, you have to be confident in those minutes. And another thing I don't particularly, or that would worry me a little bit, is he doesn't have at least from memory, the greatest injury record. And I think the couple of knocks that maybe he's had where he's missed a few games, okay, you can say, well, he's first choice outside of those knocks, but you know if he's injured, he can't play, right? So I think, as much as it pains me to say, I think it's probably Douglas Louise for me just because I would want that guarantee in 29 because ultimately, if you're not free hitting, you don't have a bench that week or you're very unlikely to have a bench and it's just not worth the headache. But like I said, if they both play, the same amount of minutes i would always expect leon bailey to get more returns you just gotta hope i guess if you go for louise they get a few more penalties so who are the best defenders that play in game week 26 and game week 29 and i think realistically your options are limited to aston villa or brentford and i think from those two teams for me it would be paul torres or Regulon. if i want that kind of guarantee of starts and minutes they are the two players that i would pick at this point in time that might change over the next couple of weeks but right now they are the two players because in game week 29 right now there's only six teams that we know are definitely going to play burnley nobody wants a defender from them and brentford who i've just mentioned you've got who's the other one? Oh yeah fulham i don't think i would want a defender from them mostly because their fixture in 29 is spurs at home and you would expect spurs to score in that game uh, and also fulham have got let me have a look in 26 it is man united away again i would expect fulham to concede in that so i wouldn't be looking at their defenders you can't go for spurs because they don't play in 26 and then it's west ham versus aston villa and the west ham defense for me is just not something that i would want to rely on so that would really leave aston villa and brentford who have in game week 26 for brentford it's uh west ham away and for aston villa it's forest at home so that is the two teams that I would look at there is no one else in my opinion you can't go for Pinnock at the moment unless um, Thomas Frank says that he's back fully fit so Reguilon seems to be the one who's a bit more attacking and does seem to have a run of starts now since he's got into that team so he should be fairly safe and then for Aston Villa which I've spoken about already this week how Torres when fully fit is absolutely nailed in that Aston Villa side and like the Douglas Louise conversation we just had if you're buying someone this week that you want to rely on in 29 He is the one that I would go for. You could take the risk with Moreno, but Luka Dean is always lurking. When they're both fit, there could be some rotation. And Matty Cash, once Conza or Carlos are back, even just one of them, he might lose his place. He's not a guarantee to start, and he might not be as attacking as maybe we would expect Anyway, I think he's more likely to get you an attack and return than someone like Pao Torres, but not enough that I would take the risk on his minutes. So, yeah, for 26 and 29 is Torres Torres or regalon i'd probably go for the Aston villa defender so if you haven't used your triple captain chip yet when would you use it now for me i used it on harland in game week 25 which didn't quite go to plan as usual with the triple captain chip and my team uh, but if i hadn't done that i'd probably use it on solanke in game week 28 as long as he comes through game week 27 unscathed right he's fit and available going into 28 and you know he's going to start both games he pretty much always plays 90 minutes he's on penalties And Sheffield United at home and Luton at home as a double game week is about as good as it's ever going to get. And I just don't think I would turn that down. But outside of that, um, most people are probably not going to wildcard or free hit that week. And if you are someone that's got all your chips left, you're going to want to use some of them in other double game weeks. So you don't want to block yourself by saving the triple captain. The other thing to consider is who would you want to use it on, right? So generally... When we go into the beginning of the season, we know players like Salah and Haaland are going to be great, and they are usually the players you'd want to target in a double game week. Now we don't know for sure that they're going to double later on or what fixtures they're going to have, but we can kind of we can have a good idea, right? So teams that are going to double in 37 will blank. I think I've got this right. Will blank in 34. So if Man City are going to double in 37, they would probably have Fulham away and Spurs away. Now. That's all well and good. Haaland is definitely capable of getting returns in both of those games. Although I said that for Chelsea and Brentford, that didn't happen. But we know he is capable, right? So he could get returns in both of those games. But what if the Premier League is done and dusted by then? Man City have won it and they're in the Champions League still, like last year. There could be rotation, right? Now, you could go and use it on someone like Alvarez instead. But would you be happy having to use it on Alvarez for Spurs away, Fulham away, rather than taking Solanke right now? For me, it's not. It's not that the triple captain is the worst chip right although i guess it probably is to some extent in terms of total points but i almost just want to take a good option while i can because in the future we don't know what's going to happen and i think for some chips like free hit and wildcard that's actually worth saving them for because if loads of big stuff happens they can get you out of a jam with triple captain that's not necessarily the case it might actually be worse holding on to it longer and it's a similar Thing with Salah, right? Let's look at Liverpool's fixtures. Their game in 34 is Fulham away as well. Um, and then they would have in 37 Villa away. Now, again, Salah is fully capable of doing really well in both of those games and could get you a big score. But what if he's being rotated at that point? What if he's injured or something like that? Is it worth holding on to him? What if you end up bench boosting that week or free hitting or something like that? I just don't know if they're good enough to save or to not use it in 28, basically. But Of course, there could be upside to it that maybe there is a player that's – maybe Jota is fully fit, right, and he's nailed on to play those two games. Massive differential. Maybe you're the type of FPL manager that wants to wait for that. Look a few seasons ago when people triple captain De Bruyne and he got like 30 points and they got 90 total. It was massive versus everyone else that had used the the chip earlier. So I'm not saying you have to use it in 28. But if I hadn't used mine on Haaland in 25, for all the reasons I've just spoken about, I'd almost certainly use it on Solanke in 28. So what is the likelihood of Man United and or Luton both having games in blank game week 29? I've included this question as a bit of a refresher ahead of, you know, the FA Cup games next week. Essentially, these are the matches in the FA Cup fifth round that I've got on screen. Any Premier League team that goes through to the next round will blank in game week 29 and so will their opponents. So Blackburn Rovers are playing Newcastle United. If Newcastle win, their game against Crystal Palace in game week 29 would then be off, and none of the players for those teams would play in that game week. That would get rearranged later on, possibly in uh, game week 34. Um, Back to the question, like one of those games, like so Man United or Luton will almost certainly play. It is possible for them both to blank, but quite unlikely, but it's not possible for both games to be on. Man United versus Sheffield United and Nottingham Forest versus Luton in game week 29 can't both be on because Forest are playing Man United in the FA Cup. So if Man United win, Man United versus Sheffield United in 29 would be off. And if Forest beat Man United in the FA Cup, Luton versus Nottingham Forest would definitely be off in 29. So both of those games can't be on. It is possible for them both to blank, but that would require Man United beating Forest Right, to get rid of that Sheffield United game, and then Luton in the FA Cup beating Man City to get rid of this game as well. So that's quite unlikely. So we know that three fixtures are definitely on already. We've spoken about them enough now. Um, one other fixture is quite likely to be on, and there's usually at least one other upset as well. So it could be a case we've got four or five fixtures, and you might not need to free hit in 29. I think the big games really, um, from an FPL point of view, the, the biggest one is definitely Chelsea versus Leeds. Because if Leeds win that game, and obviously Chelsea have shown recently that they are a good team, right? On their day, they did well against Man City, etc. But if Leeds win that game, Chelsea versus Arsenal would be on in 29. All of a sudden, people that have held Palmer, have got Saka, maybe one or two Arsenal defenders, have got three to four extra players for game week 29, and free hit would almost certainly not be needed. So that's a huge game. And the other two are probably Wolves versus Brighton and Bournemouth versus Leicester, because Bournemouth have a double in 28. And, and Burnley in 27 and Wolves have got Sheffield United this week lots of people are looking at their players if right I don't think this is very likely but if Brighton beat Wolves and Leicester beat Bournemouth in the FA Cup then Wolves versus Bournemouth would be on so you could just take a risk that that happens and load up on Wolves players this week and just hope for the best and if not you've always got the free hit if you still have that available to bail you out unfortunately there's no situation where because of the draw one of two games will be on. You know, like how in the fourth round, we knew that either West Ham versus Villa or Chelsea versus Arsenal was going to be on. So if you had, I don't know, two players from Villa, but none from Arsenal, you might get a few Arsenal players to kind of hedge your bets. But the fifth round, that's not really the case at all. Like some people might go for a Man United midfielder this week and just hope that Forest can beat Man United. But if they don't, a Man United win, you've then got Man United players for Man City, In game week twenty seven and a blank in twenty nine. So I guess my general advice would be, if you're unsure about the chips, try and leave your try and leave the choice open. So that might mean going for someone from West Ham or Villa, like a Louise or someone like that, just that you don't necessarily have to free hit in twenty nine. Or if you can make the decision this week, that might be even easier. If you're looking at your team like I am, right, thinking. Like, how do I not use a chip over the coming weeks? So I won't go through this again, but I've only got three players right now that definitely play in 29. It seems almost impossible for me to not use either the wild card in 27 or 28 or the free hit in 29. And if that's going to be the case, I might as well just get a Wolves player in this week for that great fixture because otherwise, I, uh, because either I can wild card out of it next week or I'm going to end up free hitting in 29, in which case carrying them forward is not a big problem because if you look at the Wolves fixtures, um after 29. It's Villa away, Burney away, West Ham at home, Forest Away. If I have to hold my Wolves attacker, if they're still fit through those fixtures and the ones before the blank, not an issue whatsoever. So if you can decide what chips you're going to use this week, but it is quite difficult. We need that FA Cup information before we can go uh before we can start planning kind of the rest of most of the season. But in terms of the initial question, I don't think Man United and Luton can both play, but they can both blank, but that's quite unlikely. The odds will say the Luton versus Nottingham Forest will be on. But FPL and football doesn't always work like that. Man United may go and lose, in which case they'd have Sheffield United in 29. And all of a sudden, that free hit looks a lot better because you probably wouldn't want three Man United players before 29, but you would want them at home to Sheffield United, or at least I would. Anyway, i going to leave that one there. If you enjoyed it, make sure to give it a like. Hit that subscribe button. Rate five stars if you listen on podcast, and I'll be back for team selection tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network.